Yo, everybody, how are you? It's Mike Schulte with the Iowa Music Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is episode number 51, and I wanted to give a little preface to this one. Uh, we we decided we were going to record this at Adventureland Oktoberfest. So, you know, a couple things went against us. You get some drinks in. It's our, it's like noon, and we've already had some drinks, because what else are you going to do at Adventureland Oktoberfest? Also, there's a giant inflatable adult uh like bouncy house maze that you can do behind us and people yelling and music so you know like i did my best to make this sound good i think it's great uh it's an awesome interview with some buds of mine not quite brothers if you haven't heard of them they're they're amazing they're young guys that are playing classic rock hair metal type stuff and honestly taking taking the the area by storm on how great they are and how talented they are and just how nice the guys they are so we had a little conversation about uh, them coming up and, and and what they've noticed and what their background was and what's next for them. And I, I think it's a great conversation. And, you know, just you're going to hear a little bit of adult bouncy house in the background, stuff like that. So make sure you guys are subscribed and please drop me a review on any of your podcast platforms. If you can, five stars, I would love it. OK, let's get into it. Bye. What up, everybody? This is Mike Schulte with the Iowa Music Podcast, episode number 51. And it's a special one, because these are my dudes. All right, I'll tell you a little story about my dudes here before I introduce them. So we played a show in Manchester a year ago in early September. And you know how you like you get on a, you get on a show and they're like, yeah, this local band's gonna play with you, and you're like, oh yeah, we're cool, whatever. And they're and, and like I looked at I looked them up on Facebook. I'm like, oh, they look pretty cool. They look young, so I'm sure they're probably like, you know, they they want to learn. You know, like they're getting good, but they still got some ways to go. And we sound checked, and then they showed up. They got on stage, and and we're like, we should probably check them out. You know, like let's let's cross our arms in the back and and you know judge them strongly. And they open up uh, with uh, what, what's your uh, checking song? It was uh, at the time you did Rat. It was Round and Round yeah. by Rat. Now l- let me describe the scene. They they are in my eyes because I'm a 38 year old guy. So that, in my eyes they're like 16 year old kids, literally crushing the fuck out of a Rat cover. And and we all like I saw everybody go, holy shit, never mind. And so, of course, those dudes are not quite brothers. I got Sam and Cooper from the band, and I'm sure we'll get into that. How the heck are you guys? Damn good, man. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be here. We played the, uh, the the pre-party last night. There was a beer tent outside of uh, outside the hotel yeah. at the Adventureland Inn, and we played that. We did a three-hour set there last oh, night. Oh, shit. And we got another set coming up here today at 3.30. So you're, excited. You're, in, you're in the come-up stage where they're going to use the hell out of you, and they're going to be like, you should play three hours tonight and then three hours tomorrow, and then you should play the next weekend. That's but, the way it works. But that's okay, though. You know how it goes. It. Yeah, you guys can handle it. So so uh, let's dive into the band. So ever since I met these guys, um, I've, been, I've been blown away with the fact that you guys are – we'll get into this pretty deep, but number one, you're young. Like how old are you guys, and what's the average age of the band? I'm 20. I'm, I'm the very you're the youngest old, one. I'm, okay, I'm you're the, the youngest. I'm I was hoping you wouldn't one. say oldest. I'm the, oldest, I'm the only one that, that's 20 at the time. So, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll turn 21 in January. And then we got our drummer, Ben. He's 21. He just turned 21. 
Our bass player, Blake, he's 22, and then me and my twin, Ike, we're both 22. We just turned into okay. a guy, so. So here's the thing that, that we know. I think Jerry or Corey described the band. So, so Not Quite Brothers is a cover band that plays not, like, classic music, essentially, right? Classic rock? Classic music, fucking classic rock, dude. A little Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, they, they play Beethoven all the time. But the way the way it was it was described so perfectly was that the, you're okay. So normally when you see classic rock bands, they are forty to fifty to six year old dudes who are you know they're they're older, and so are the classic rock bands. You get it. They grew up on that era. But the thing that struck us about watching Not Quite Brothers, it was watching like the classic rock band in their heyday. That, and that was like a beautiful description to me because it was like you guys, you got long hair, you look cool, you got good outfits on, you're not wearing cargo shorts and yeah. sandals on stage. And so it's a, it's a, it's a cool trip because you're literally like, it's almost like you, you, you were watching Rat play when Rat was fucking huge. So, so the cool thing about that is definitely that. But the one thing that when I was growing up, everyone had bands. Like, every one of my friends had their own band. High school had Battle of the Bands. But it does not seem like that's the case anymore. So that's the second thing that blew me away about you guys is, like, kids kids your age, your friends aren't playing music, are they? Not no. usually, no. Uh, like, actually, it's funny because, like, a lot of people play an instrument, you know, and you have a lot of, like, solo acoustic acts. You know, you have a drummer that's kind of a closet drummer or, like, a bass player, you know, and, like, there wasn't that many people that, you know, there's a lot of musicians from our school, you know, and from our area, but they weren't, you know, nobody's forming bands to go out and play live on the weekends, you know, and ever since we took to this, there's a lot of our buddies in our friend group that are kind of like, oh, we want to play Okay, guitar. wait, you know, so that's what that. I wanted to know is that when people, because the cool factor back in the day was being in a band is the coolest thing ever, and you're playing music and girls and parties, so everyone did it, but it seems like it went away a little bit you know like electronic music's become popular pop music's like you don't need a guitar for pop music so but i i wondered if your friends were watching you guys succeed and going what the fuck like i want a part of that i want to be in this world yeah i mean i think they do i think i mean they, they support it for sure like we got one of our really good buddies here with us this weekend just hanging out and like you know every it's weird because like you know it's just not what kids our age do. Like, I've had people ask me, you know, oh, don't you want to be hanging out with your friends in college at the bar, you know? And it's like, I'd rather be on this side. You know what I mean? Like, this is, I want to be in this bar doing this. Because they'll you know? come see you. Exactly. They're, right. they're gonna, yeah. You're going to make the spot where they come hang out, so you right. might as well get paid, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're making it instead of spending it. Yeah. So tell me how you guys even got started. Like, how did you meet each other? How did you start a band? So we started... First, it was just me and Cooper and Isaac, and we did a two-piece or three-piece acoustic, and I played tambourine for that. It was it was pretty cool. We had a couple good shows, but yeah, we did that. And then, once we moved to Cedar Falls, when these guys all went to college, we picked up Ben on drums and Blake, just because they were all going to be in the same area. And we're like, well, it's hard. It's kind of hard to put on a show when your two acoustic guitars are backing you up. And that was always my thing. I was like, guys, I don't want to get up and act all crazy behind two acoustic guitars people are gonna think i'm like on drugs <laughs> they're or sitting on a stool and yeah. you're like come on baby yeah i'm go. out there shaking a tambourine no i was like we get the electric guitars and the drums going i'll do anything and it's hard not to sound like yeah. you're supposed to be in a coffee shop when you're playing yeah. two acoustics Seriously. You know? it's difficult but uh, i'll backtrack a little bit the way that i kind of kind of buttoned my way in uh was high school algebra class uh 
Isaac and I, the, uh, the other guitar player, Sam's twin, we, we took a high school algebra class together and we sat down for the first day and the, the school gave us like computers to use. They were just little Google Chromebooks. And I, I just started playing guitar and I opened my computer and my background was this splatter paint image of Jimi Hendrix. And I sat down next to Isaac and, and he opened his computer and had the same background on it. And it was just like instant. I'd never talked to the kid in my life, but it was just instant. He's like, yeah, like let's play guitar, man. I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, so then I... We practiced up the first thing we ever did together. We played a national anthem at our high school volleyball game, right, during homecoming week. And Hell the yes. Metallica rendition. Yeah, yes. it was. It was awesome. Yeah. Everybody's like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Har harmonized guitars and everything, and it was super cool. And then, yeah, uh, Isaac's like, well, my brother sings, you know, like if you want to try it. So we did that for a while, and I think the way that we knew Blake and Ben was uh, Isaac played uh, in the backup band for show choir. And Ben played in the backup band for his show choir, and Blake the same. So he knew him, and then it all just happened to be we were all in Cedar Falls, so we just took to it. So this was always the lineup. Like, there's never been any shakeups yet. You haven't had any. You haven't had to kick anybody out for drug problems. Knock on wood, man. No. Soon, no. you're right. You're right in that wheelhouse where the drug problems will come yeah. around, and you'll you'll have to kick somebody out. We hope oh not. God. Well, I just like I'm just I'm way into it just because like for a while there, when even when I got into Pork Tees, there was always a next band. There was always like a, a younger band coming up that was just younger than you and you all kind of followed the same pattern, but then it stopped. Like, I mean, we, there was a band called uh, Good Cop, Rad Cop from Cedar Falls. Uh, Seth Luloff was drums for them. Okay. Yeah, and, and like they were the next one and we're like, okay, these are the next dudes, but then they stopped playing and then it just fell off. I, I mean, like we could not find anyone other than, um, other than there's a, a band from Cedar Rapids, um, called the uh oh shit the schmidt schmidt brothers yeah one of them plays in cocked and loaded yes yeah so, so they are about. three brothers and it was weird They're, it's like you only get into music if you're brothers as yeah. a, at young kids at this yeah. point yeah i had a buddy that went and saw one of their shows not too long ago and he's like you really need to check these guys out they're really good you know they, they, well, they're really coming, they're coming after you they'll, they'll change their name to like all brothers and then yeah. they'll just be like gunning for no, you. We have all the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they got us beat there. Yeah, they might. So, they might. so why classic rock? I mean, like you guys literally. Okay, so if you're 20, you that means you were born in 1990 or no 2000. Sorry, I was born in 2000. Yeah. I was. Okay, so like classic rock. Even for me, like I don't even really dig classic rock because it's it feels old to me. I wore my Guns N' Roses shirt yes. on purpose because I've heard you say before that they're the Guns most overrated <laughs> band. So I wore it. I was like, he's gonna actually. Like that. Actually, can I can I bring something up to you? I was at the yeah. gas station. I was pissed off. It was six in the morning today because I had to get here early, and the gas station was blaring Joan Jett, "I Love Rock and Roll," and I've decided that's my least favorite song of all time. Is that wrong? I'll no. stand by that. <laughs> okay, thank I'll you. I'll stand by that. We were, we were listening to a classic rock playlist at work the other day, and all these awesome songs were coming on, like Dio and Old School Molly Crew. Yeah. And I Love Rock and Roll comes on, and the, car, the other carpenter working there starts singing, and I wanted to punch him. <laughs> I did. I was like, dude, come on. Okay, so then, so then ex explain me two things. What do you like What do you like to listen to? What is your jams? But, uh, but why is the band classic rock? So well, Maybe it's the same. I'd say we, we do more than classic rock. You know, we do a lot of classic rock for our opening sets because that's kind of how we want to appear for those certain things. But our second set, we'll kind of read the crowd. And, you know, if it's we'll play a few country songs here and there, and then we'll switch to the 80s hair stuff. And we do, like, a little bit of the newer rock, you know, like Jimmy Eat World and some of that every Bowling now and then. Soup and Weezer and stuff. 
so you so, get into like the 2000s it's always, a little bit. I feel like it's always easy to warm up the crowd with 70s rock because earlier in the night, that's when you have a lot of your, your the older old crowd. Your They're older about ready to go there. home. They go home yeah. early, right. <laughs> it, it works out well that way. And so you get them all hyped up, and then the young kids and everyone else comes up, and they're like, whatever, I barely know this song. I'll dance with everyone. And then they stick around for the country and the Guns N' Roses and the 80s hair rock. What's know? the newest song that you play? When it rains, it pours. But yeah, it's a country song. It's a when, Luke Combs song. And it's brand new? Or yeah, newer? It's, it's, oh, you mean newer? Oh, like, what's talking, the, no, no, sorry. That yeah, what's the, the most recent, like, real song? Like, you know, how, how do I explain that? What's, like, so like Taylor the, Swift, we play Taylor Swift, like, that's the newest song. Yeah, that, so, like, I When would, It Rains and Pours came out. What? I would say Beer Never Broke My Heart. But oh, okay. yeah. That is, so you get into some of the new country. Yeah, we do, yep. Well, it's just like, you know, you can play something like 1985 in Beverly Hills, you know, and there's, there's, you know, all, all the women matter. are going to lose their minds, right? You know, and then you play country, and they're going to do the same thing, you know. And they, if the women are there, well, the men are there, and right? It would be tough to do some of the newer country songs with with what we got with our setup. You know, those Luke Combs songs sound so good with their, with the way these guys play guitar. It's so heavy, and it just works. Well, I like I like hearing that because I thought I thought you were only because we've only. I guess we've only played together that one time. Well, Gallagher Blue Dorn. Oh, Gallagher Blue Dorn, which again, like we're talking 40-minute sets, so you're just hitting them with the jams. So I thought, I thought you were full classic rock, but I love the fact that you diversify because when pork teas were coming up, and I guess even now we still try to go. Just when you think you pinpoint us, we're gonna hit something else, and I, I think that's a huge positive for like gaining a fan base. Is you don't just pigeonhole yourself into like this is all we do. Right. I think it's super important because, like, like you said, you know, there's the classic rock for the older people and whatnot. And we've had the discussion because you look at bands and, like, you know, you've had the discussion before with other guests. You're just finding that niche, right? But, like, sometimes a niche is hard. You know what I mean? We've, like, we had, we just had our, uh, our two-year anniversary. Uh, go ahead. But, no, we, uh, we were kind of discussed finding a niche. But, like, Sam's, Sam's idea was kind of like, you know, doesn't necessarily need to be a niche at this point in time, but just being, you know, being proficient, being good at everything you do. So, like, if you can play Luke Combs pretty well, and then you can go play, like, you know, uh, Weezer and Bowling for Soup well, and then you can go play Motley Crue well, like, people are going to notice just the diversity in itself or it the variety. you a little right, bit. Yeah. Cause, cause, and, and my big thing, I, I feel... I feel you would be doing a disservice if you only played classic rock because that crowd is getting older and mm -hmm. that crowd will eventually like not give a shit to go out and retire to Florida. I mean, they're, right. they're like, so at some point, does that hurt you that you're, that you're a classic, classic rock band, like your, your crowd's getting older and then maybe they don't come to shows anymore. I feel like the music never dies, man. I really do. I don't know. And it's crazy because so we play this old Chuck Berry song. Yeah. It's from the 50s, right? It's Johnny Be Good. I'm sure you yeah. go, Johnny, go. No, you know? I, don't, but, I don't know what's on Yeah, that okay, is. right. But like, <laughs> I we, heard it. we played a show a little while ago, and I noticed there's like a group of 10 kids in the front, you know, kids kids our age, right? In the front, they, they sh if it wasn't for us, they probably wouldn't know that song, but they're all screaming Johnny Be Good, you know, and it's like, this makes me so, so you, happy. So you almost taught these yeah, yeah, young you kids the about this song. Yeah, it's okay. like the same group of kids that come to all the shows and they know all the words to Dude, Mama Let Them Play. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, now I'm rethinking my thought process there because we used to, Pork Tees used to play a bunch of old stuff. Not, not the classic rock stuff, but we used to play like some Ray Charles songs. And they were songs that no one knew, but we kept playing them to where then people loved them. You know, right. so like it's your duty to teach people about good music, right? right. I mean, that's the way you're looking at it. Exactly. 
Yeah, and, and back to like the music never dies things. Like it's like he just mentioned, "Mama Let Him Play." It's an old Jerry Doucette song. It's like he was a one-hit wonder, I think, out of Canada or whatever. And that's the song that it's not a song that I want to get up on stage and play. Like it's not my. It, I like it, but it's not my favorite song, right? But um, nothing makes me feel better because it never fails. I swear, every night we get off stage and some old dude who's probably 65 years old is like, I used to play guitar with, I was in a band with my brother and we used to jam to that song in our basement. It just took me back, you know, and it's, it feels so good, you know. It's like, I'd rather play Kiss, but you know what? Like, if I made him feel that, cool, you know, yeah. like that makes Hearing me happy. That kind of stuff is so what? So is that, is this really what you're listening to? Is this your go-to music when you're hanging out at home or driving around? It's all five of us is... Completely different music. Dude, that's how we are. We're completely different. I'm like, I'm like Sam Smith, One Direction, Harry Styles. Hell yeah. He wants to be in a boy band. You want to kick Mason out of our band. I want to be in the Four Tornadoes. (laughs) It's basically what I'm trying to say. This is actually my audition. Hell yes, buddy. I don't know. Isaac, Isaac's like heavy metal. He loves that 80, like Zach Wilde. I get that vibe, yeah. But that's why he's like he's a shredder. Yeah, like, it's I the mean, way he is, and it? it's it's so crazy. But that brings such a cool element to a band, like five different influences. You know what I mean? Like you got our drummer, who's he's I think his favorites are like Led Zeppelin. He listens to like he's the very classic '70s. Like he's gonna listen to you know Humble Pie, like yep. Frampton's old band, Ted Nugent, and Zeppelin, and all. Yeah, these he other goes even Dead, deeper all cuts all on that. that stuff. Yeah. And, and Blake, our bass player, he just loves anything that has a really cool bass line, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Which that, is very hard smooth, to find. <laughs> all that smooth, like, stuff they play on KOKZ, you know? He, and he's a Paul Primus fan, probably. He wants to play some Primus songs. Actually, I never heard him bring <laughs> up Primus, <laughs> thank God. Rush, but I can deal with Rush. I can't well, deal with Primus, man. I can't. Okay, so so could you could you guys ever play a Taylor Swift song? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We play Shania Twain. Do you really? We do. Okay, okay, we cool. We played it last night. We just added that into this. So we did a Carrie Underwood song for a, the longest <laughs> time. And Sam's like, dude, it's due time that we learn another you girl gotta country throw another chick song, song on because there. like it's working, you know? So That's, like maybe maybe we'll just totally copy you. Maybe you guys can be you guys can be girl pop and we'll be girl country and we'll battle. I mean do it. We'll go for it, man. Do it, dude. I there has always <laughs> been something something to the like dudes playing girl songs. I don't know why, but that but people always latched onto that with us, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta see this band. They're Pork Tornadoes. I never heard them. Well, do they play like girl? They play like girl songs, yeah. but they're dudes. Yeah. It's like, is that really that weird? Not really. Are it's you sure Mason's like, a guy? I, well, <laughs> the way I hear him sing sometimes. It's like when I'm watching the crowd reaction when we're doing Carrie Underwood and Shania Twain. It's like a mixture of like, wow, they're actually doing this good, but it's also funny. Yes, it, in a way, it's funny. well, and you see all the drunk dudes singing the words. Yeah. You go, Dude, the and they see all the girls coming up, and they're like, "Well, girls love this. I'm up here." That's that's fun. so. Tell me, so it's been two years. So what's it been like from that first couple shows to now? I mean, like you guys are doing good fucking things. Like, I mean, we're you're at Adventureland. This is your third time in like two months at Adventureland, which sounds dumb. You're like, I'm playing Adventureland. No. Legit, like, Adventureland is a shit for anybody that's gonna be listening to this. Like, just understand, because I kind of felt like a little a kid, you know, happy go lucky. Oh, I'm going to play at Adventureland. Like, dude, this is a 21 and over event to just get absolutely smashed, and like, you, you need to check it out. Like, in fact, if, I'm sure you're noticing how terrible this podcast sounds because of all the noise. There, behind a curtain, 10 feet from us, is a bouncy house set up for adults <laughs> with music playing all over the place. So, yes. Yeah, so, so, so explain the uh, explain what's changed in two years i mean how things have gone like to crowd size and stuff well you you start to develop like a group dynamic you know when we first started playing we were just playing the right chords you know and all that you know that's all that matters playing the right chords but now we're starting to get like 
a little bit of the show element. You know, there's little things that we always do or there's little things that Ben does on drums that we, you know, we all kick our feet to. Like stupid things like that, you know, you don't have that right away. And even some of those songs that we first started learning in the band when we sat down like, let's do this, we're learning, we're still working on those songs, still adding the little details we missed the first time around and all that stuff helps. You keep learning new songs, you keep working on the old ones and people notice that stuff. They really do. They notice, wow, they added that. Oh, our bass player sings now. You know, so we're so we, you're literally like a five five part harmony type band. I don't sing. Damn near, ah, damn near. Damn so Cooper, again, you're dude. just like me. Yeah. Can't sing a fucking lick. I can't. I can't. <laughs> that's when you got to rap, dude. Yeah. It's the only way. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I think that's the case with both with both bands. I like it's it's kind of building the plane as you fly it. You know what I mean? So like we took a song, we played "Surrender" by Cheap Trick, and I don't know how many times it's been. We've played the song live three hundred times now. You know, but like. There were some parts that were missing. We just brought it into practice again last week just to be like, you know, we're missing this. Where are we going to get it from? How are we going to do it? And we made it happen, you know? And I think I think that's the case with both bands is like when you just start out as a band, if you were going to sit down and learn 60 songs, very, you know, in a very intricate fashion and, and notice every little minute detail, you know, it would take you probably literal years, you know, to get them down pat. So it's like, we just threw 60 songs together that had three chords and some sort of melody. And then it was like, oh, Find shit. Find out which ones work. We got to go back and, like, figure some we, of this we've out. Done, we still do that. We'll go back. You know how you go, you almost don't listen to the original anymore because yeah. you play it. Yeah. But then you hear it and you go, oh, my God, we play that so wrong. Yeah. That's how, it, that's how yeah. it goes for us. And, and it was, when we first started, we actually had booked a show before we even like started practicing together like we were practicing a little bit but we didn't have a set list down to go out and play with so we were just cranking out every song we could you know good enough however it we did it out, it's good enough like, let's on go to the next one <laughs> and i don't recommend that because it is going back to those songs it's good to relearn them but if we just would have done, done it right the first time and looking back on that now like this just got me thinking like when we first started out and we did just throw 45 songs together and went and played a show in some small town bar, like, how were people listening to that? You know, how are people listening to bands that just started out? Like, you know, I understand drunk people don't care. And you can kind of see the look in the eyes. Like, you know, we've gained a lot more interest from the crowd in the last two years. But, like, and crowd sizes have increased and people have heard about us. But even back then, like, the music we were playing was probably terrible well right? but they were also they're thinking, into well it. they're just young kids right. they're they're doing good they're trying their best they're yeah, just trying right. to be supportive right so That's fair enough so when did you notice like when did you know that you had something that was maybe that you should keep going like when you it, did you have a moment where you're saying fuck like we're actually pretty good and people seem to like us I'd say that that point was probably in Manchester. The, after yeah. the first time we opened for you guys, and you guys took such an interest to us and mentioned us on your podcast, we were kind of like, "That's badass." That is badass. These dudes That's think so we're cool. cool. They think we're good. Like I didn't even know those guys. I hated them at first. I didn't even know who they yeah, were. Yeah, nobody, like, no. nobody likes us at first. Nobody likes us at first. These guys are definitely going to be douches to us. <laughs> uh, Wait, I, hold on. <laughs> hold, hold on. Uh, did you? Did you? I want to know. Did you legitimately think that? Were you like yeah. these dudes? I was are, like, I was like, these guys don't even <laughs> care about us. I don't know if you remember ever being an opener because you. How long has it been since uh, you opened? All the time. For like, I mean, really? Well, um, so the, I mean, the the last time we would open. Well, shit, dude, we're at Adventureland Oktoberfest. Technically, uh, technically, we were the openers for Hanson. Oh, I've heard about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so like, yep. and and again, we were trying to be like, 
hey guys, how is everything cool? And they were not cool to us. So I yeah, mean, we I know, won't. I won't say the name of the band that we opened for not long ago. Uh, oh, I've it. been meaning to ask you. I mean, you can you can tell me about it if you want to. <laughs> Dude, they're awesome. Like they're so awesome, they're and the their best. show is so badass. But, but they like, didn't. They didn't not talk a word, to you. man. Not a, and, and like that's. That's totally fine, and like I know they've been doing it for a really long time, and I told I told the guys I was like, you know what, like don't take it personally, like don't because these guys are 50, 50 years old. Some of them are, I think, you know, and it's like they've been dealing with the people after the show for thirty years and now. And how many it's bands like, have opened up for them? Exactly. But at the they same time, like, dude, like it, this is a people business, and we had a we had a little run in with the. I'll tell you about it after this. Anyway, we've had some run ins before where bands don't get along you're like wh- why who right. cares we're literally doing the same thing and and if we're headlining and making more money than you are you're headlining making more money than us who cares Seriously. We're, we're having so we're like so lucky to be playing music so we've always broached it from when people have treated us badly we've said we don't want to be that band and so we've always tried to be nice and like i don't maybe for for you guys i wonder if this is the thing because like i don't feel I don't feel threatened by you guys because we're different. You know, like we play different genres. You're not going to come steal our gigs from right. us. Right. But like maybe said band feels a little threatened by you guys. I'm just saying yeah. you you get a little pyrotechnics in your show and like are are we talking the same thing? I think right. we are. Yeah. I think yeah. we're talking the same thing. And I mean like, like that's the next thing like for me, you know, like pyrotechnics. Not, not, <laughs> just I mean bigger production and stuff, you know, cuz like the, not to say the the to me, the music's never there. To me, yeah. to me, the music is never, ever... I mean, it's not. It's impossible on stage to be perfect. And honestly, it's probably impossible to get it... Nothing's perfect, yeah. right? You know? And so... Um, but I'm comfortable where we're at musically and with the way we continue to grow, I think, like, the production's the next thing. And I don't necessarily know if they feel threatened, but, like, back to the thing <laughs> you said about it being a people business, I think, like... I think that's the cra- that was the craziest part about it to me is... And I'm super young and I'm a very social person. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you know... When I get off stage, the first thing I want to do is go talk to yeah. anyone who saw. Tell and me everything. Should. Did you hate it? I want to know. <laughs> did you me. love it? I I've, want to we've know. We said we're the same people in the band. Like I think we are. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to know. Like, did you love it? Mom, did you hate mom, it? <laughs> what did you think about the second verse of the third song? Was it good it's or bad? So Tell me. me. Dude. It's She's so like, it was me. so good. We got a couple of brothers on the podcast right now. The real brothers. <laughs> yeah. The real not quite brothers. <laughs> Mike and Cooper. Yeah. Mike and Coop. Yeah. That's. I mean. And I even said that. I think we said it in the. Actually, I think I said it in an Iowa music podcast. Like, take note, anyone who plays classic rock out there, because there's some dudes that are trying to take your job. And I didn't mean that in a bad way, but I meant that, like, you need that little kick in the ass sometimes. Don't get complacent. Like, if somebody comes up who's like, oh, shit, these guys are fucking good. Like, we need to be better. And, like, you need that. That We, we all kind of help each other do that. But at the same time, like, you know, hey. It's amazing what what everyone's doing, you know, and the way Isaac plays all of his solos. And every like Cooper said earlier, it's never going to be perfect. No. Whether you're on a click, if you have backing tracks, like someone is always going to mess up just a little bit because we're human, and that's what happens. But you get like all these crazy solos that Isaac's playing, and you see that he'll get done playing it almost flawlessly, like a hard ass solo, and he'll just beat himself up after. Like, oh, man, I missed that one. Oh, bend. that one note. That was quarter bend was off. like. Ugh. And that's what I love. You know, yeah. you see that. Like, don't be, don't ever get satisfied because yeah. we're all gonna keep growing so much from that. Well, and I love that about you guys because you've always been since we formed a relationship. You've always been like, since I started this podcast, I literally just want to help people. Like, hey, here's how you, I was telling our tech Travis about it today. I said, normally someone will call me up and say, hey, how do I make my social media better? And I'll go do these things. And they'll go, 
eh, I'm like, I, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do that. But then you guys were like, hey, how do I do this? And I'll tell you and you do it. Mm-hmm. And not saying that I have all the answers, but right. I'm saying you actually are trying to make yourselves better and go to the next level. And that's what will continue to separate you guys from anybody else. It certainly helps, man. I'm, I'm on behalf of the entire, like, you know, Iowa music scene or whatever. Thank you for that. Because oh, you shit. are, you're a huge resource, man. Like, you really I'm are. a fucking hero, dude. But um, I think that, <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. I do. I really do. But I think, I think that, like, kind of what we're talking about, like, the element of practicing, like, you know, um, like you said, don't get complacent. I think that's important in all aspects of a band. Like to me, anyway. Like I think if I'm you know, not if I'm in a band, when I'm in a band, when I'm 40, I'm still gonna want to go talk to the crowd, and I'm still gonna want to know how it went. I'm still gonna want to sell merch. I'm still gonna want a big production. I'm yep. still gonna want a tight band that's that's performing well. And like yep. you know, I'm 20. Maybe I'll change my mind. You know, but. Um, we practice at this point two to three times a week, and it probably sounds like a lot, but like we, we got a lot of that's, time, that's you know. Amazing. But I, like, do, do you guys practice? No, I mean we don't. We never did in the first place, and then all this COVID shit happens, and right. we all live in different towns. Right. I know you guys kind of do too, but we just we just it's hard. You got kids now, all of a sudden. But you, you guys, you guys have and, like rehearsals every once in a while. Right? Like you, you get together. You get together. We probably. I bet you in 2019 we we practiced twice. You heard it here first. Or tornadoes don't practice. No, They're cheating. which is very evident. Now, once you get a video wall, you're fine. You don't have to practice. That's yeah. so fair. I told you, dude. I told you. That's we got to so get the fair. video wall. Now, it, like, we, we would love to, and, and we've got some plans for uh, – I, I personally think that we will not be able to play any, any shows for the next three, four, five months as Pork Tornadoes. I just don't – I think we're going into winter. Shit's not under control. I, the social distancing doesn't work for us. It's not the vibe we put out. So, so we've got some plans to do to get together, rehearse, new songs, some studio stuff. But I mean, for you guys, are you still going to keep pushing ahead until until you just can't? I mean, it, has it been weird? I know you've been playing a lot. Has it been weird? I mean, yeah. It, it and it all kind of depends where it's at. Obviously, we want everyone to stay safe. But you know, some of the smaller bars that we plan or the outside shows. You, you, you get to a certain point where everyone's had enough drinks yeah, and yeah, they're, it they're not at the tables nope. anymore. And everyone just kind of has the same attitude. Like, they're like, let's just dance. Let's just get up and have fun. And it is what it is. But, I mean, I, I see us playing. I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't think the winter's going to be – there's not going to be much going on. But I mean, we're just going to keep going until things Yeah, just we would talk about – we'd normally be talking about Gallagher Blue Dorn. Like, you guys want to do that again in March? It's not going to happen. Right. I mean, you just can't – you just and, can't do it. And that's the toughest part. And like you said, you know, I don't I don't want to get drugged through the ringer for that. But in, the, in in most cases, like since COVID, we've kind of left it up like to the venue and like what they're comfortable with because they know their clientele or they know who's coming to the show. They know what they're most comfortable with. And like I feel comfortable on I mean, I'm gonna spend most of my time during the day with their at least some time during pretty much every day with these guys. So like if one of us gets it or has it, like it's gonna happen, right? But um you know, like, leave it up to the venue, you know, but like he said, it depends where you play. Like, we went and did a show at Chrome Horse early in June and had to sit at your table with your drink, couldn't get up and dance, security was escorting people back. And they we were went pretty and, tight on it, too, weren't they? But, yeah. And yeah. that's good. Like, yeah. that's great. I'm not complaining about that at all, but then we went and played another venue that <laughs> wasn't opposite. so much that way, you know, and it felt it felt weird. Yeah. It really did. It, it was odd, you know, and, like, even when we played here the last time, and I know you, yeah. you kind of spoke on that, too, it was a little bit weird it to see weird. it. Yeah. It felt amazing for about 10 minutes. You're going, yeah, shit's back to normal, and then you kind of go, ah. Uh. Yeah. What if? What if? Like, and then you got you. Unfortunately, have to think about negative press. Like, what if? 
what if from that show you played here in Adventureland back in August, what if like some massive outbreak of COVID was like linked to your show? Now all of a sudden they're like, not quite brothers show made 70 people sick and two people died. That's like, detrimental. That's not cool. Like, that's bad, no. yeah. But I think we've almost made it past it where everybody's doing it, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, we have friends or, you know, acquaintances or, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, buddies and bands, right? And, and they, uh, I don't know anyone that's like not actively playing shows because of it anymore. I, I, but it's also, like you said, you know, like this is an outside event, you know. Get to November, Make December. Yeah, what it's happens, gonna get tough now. Right? All of a sudden, it's tough. shit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I wish it was better, but I mean, it's gonna be. We're gonna be coming up on in five months. It's gonna be a fucking whole year that that things have been weird for COVID, and this is our job. Like this is our business. Like this makes the world a better place. Playing music, and we are the first ones to shut down, and we'll be the last ones to come back up. And it's it's super unfortunate, but. No one's giving any directions, so like, if we get a chance to play, we're gonna play, right? I mean, that's that's the, until somebody goes no more shows ever for the rest of the year, and nobody's gonna say that. So I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do? Play Adventureland? Yeah, I guess. So like, people are still doing. You get? Do you guys still do quite a few weddings? And stuff? We played one wedding uh, in August. Okay. And it was it was so weird, dude. Really? Uh, it was all inside. There was 200 people that were inside for about eight hours straight, and we were the only people that had masks on. Because I, dude, I thought I had COVID. I had five days earlier had been in a room with someone for an hour, close proximity with no masks on, that tested positive the next day. And so we told them, we go, hey, uh, our drummer might have COVID. And they're like, it's good, it's good. Everything's great. And so we did our due diligence. We, we said, this is what's going on, and we're going to wear masks the whole time. They said, that's fine. Let's go for it. And I felt weird and dirty for about six more days until I didn't hear any bad news. And I said, okay, we're good. So I, I didn't actually have it, but that's just a scary thought, man. Yeah. It, it's weird to think about because I think, I mean, like, people are going to have their weddings this winter, right? You know, and, like, we, ha we have one scheduled for November, and I don't know how many people are supposed to attend, and we've – played the venue before and if it's a decent amount of people I think they're expecting quite a few and it's like you know it's probably a horrible way to look at it but it's like we can't play bar shows you know no. like eventually if bars do close down people are gonna have private events and maybe they'll want band I mean it just sucks because I, I hope to play music live and I want to play for people but I, I I just need to you know it's tough to understand like it's probably not the best time and when know? you're and it sucks for you guys you're gaining some momentum like here we go we're getting these big yeah. shows and then yeah right. sorry about that COVID 2020, and it, but that's for everybody. I mean, no matter what level you were at, it 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 was detrimental to so many different bands and mm -hmm. genres and styles and states. And I mean, dude, it's it's a terrible. I had a meeting with uh, a big uh, entertainment committee uh, last week, and they're just like, we're we're skating by, but if this keeps going. I mean, venues are dropping out. Vaudeville Muse just closed in Des Moines. I saw that. They're, these venues are not going to make it. And then what happens? What? Because we'll still be fine. Like we'll still play music in two years. But but where? Where? <laughs> right. Fuck. And like, would you open a music venue right now? No, not no. a chance. I don't think. I wouldn't open a restaurant. I, was, right I, now. I don't think I would. I would personally open a music venue in the best of times, man. I don't. I, I just wouldn't. Like People I'm not don't. around here, you know. But 
I love it. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm happy that people do, but yeah. I don't know if I would do it. So you guys are up in, like, you're technically, what, Manchester, Dubuque, Cedar Falls? Like, that's kind of the area yeah. that you guys are at? All yeah. from the Manchester area live in Waterloo, Cedar Falls. Okay, so uh, what are you seeing for, like, cover charges? Are, are you being, are you, are bars charging covers or ticket prices at all for you at all? It doesn't really happen that often with us. I mean, we don't, we don't, yeah, I guess it all depends on the place. If the bar normally has a cover. But we don't ever really do anything with that. We just kind of tell the, tell the whoever's paying us, this is how much it costs. Say this is how much it costs, like yeah. do what you want to do. we've got a couple people that ask about her. Yeah, we've never played we, for, we always play for a guarantee. We've, oh, we have always played. We actually agreed to a show not long ago that was supposed to happen in August. Didn't happen. Um, we agreed to do a percentage of the door. Or, nice. or, the, or the door. I don't remember exactly what it was. Did but, it work out good for you? No, it actually, that show ended up yeah. getting canceled. But I oh, think, shit, I think yeah. every show we've ever played, We've played for a guarantee. Right. Now, we're starting to get into, like, in February, it's probably not going to happen, but was going to be, ideally, would have happened. Uh, we were working on planning our own show um, and doing, like, a sort of cover deal and having someone open for or play with us, right, you know, and doing a cover and just taking what we get and see what happens, you know, kind of in our, our better area where we have the most of our following and seeing how that goes. Obviously, that probably won't happen because it was kind of planned for February, but... I would be interested in seeing how that goes. I mean, I don't like I said, most of the time it's a guarantee, but I think the reason for that is I don't know any bars that hire live music that that charge covers right. anymore. I don't. I mean, I don't know many of them. Ultimately, that's the next step is is being able to put on your own shows and actually charge ticket prices. That's when we realize like, oh shit, we're not we can go to another stratosphere here at this point when when you know that people will come and pay money for you. Power's yours. Mm -hmm. You have all the control now at this point. Where, where were you going to do that at? Uh, well, it's going to be at the. So we play our 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 area where we have probably the most of our following. What would I mean? What would, would you, you call say? it? Cedar Falls, like Waterloo, Manchester, or? Nah, Man, just Manchester, the, the Manchester, Delaware County. In between that. Yeah, yeah, I would say like Highway 20 from Manchester to Dubuque, like that stretch of 40 to 50 miles and everything north and that's south. Your, that's yeah, your spot. I mean that's where. Yeah, that that's where we play a lot and they have most of our following. So it was going to be in Worthington. There's a Worthington Memorial Hall there. They do a big, oh, it was supposed to be Mike and the Moon Pies this year. Well, it was supposed to be Joe Diffie, but he, oh, he, yeah, he passed yeah. to COVID, and then it was Mike and the Moon oh, Pies, yeah. and we were going to open. But um, then that never happened? Nope, nope. That but also, the, so then you're saying, well, shit, let's just do it. Yeah, we played there back in February of this past year, right before all this shit happened, and there was probably, what, what like 480 people there, I think, was, was the huge. turnout. It was incredible, and I was like, Dude, there. I think. I think there was a cover there that night because it was like a fundraiser, and I'm mm -hmm. like, let's you just start, see if it was a fundraiser. Math, going, right. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, let's see if it's the fundraiser drawing the crowd or us. Like, let's figure this out. You know. So. So yeah, I was gonna be at the Worthington Memorial Hall, and I was. I, mean, I was really looking forward to it, but we'll figure it out. It's it's more work doing that kind of shit on your own, but the paydays, that much better. Exactly. Especially if you can just you're you're banking on yourself instead of uh, just saying, hey bar, pay me money, I'll show up. Like that's yeah. a whole different story. Well, so what? So what's next? I mean, like, you know, what what are your plans? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Let's let's pretend this COVID shit goes away and like we can go back to normal life. Like, you what's go. what's Where next? Do you go? Where, yeah, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Conversation man? that we need to have with everybody in the band because did we just right, talk about this yesterday? Yeah, we yesterday? did. We did. Right now, <laughs> we're we're trying to narrow down. You know, we, we're we have this savings plan. You know, we're saving up money from the shows we earn. You know, we do payouts and but we have a, a band fund. And we're thinking the next the next move is maybe uh, getting Ableton in a, in a Mac. Yeah. And starting on click tracks. Oh, hell yeah, man. We got to do that. But we also need a gear upgrade. We also need to hire bigger sound 
you know, we need, we need we need better production. So we don't even know really. I just guess we have a, to agree on it. <laughs> we just bought a badass in ear rack though, and that's yeah, that's oh, treated so you guys going to switch to in ears? Yeah, we we've played them for a couple shows, but the the mixer that we got in the rack was like it, it was all fucked up so it got sent back and it's on like back order because of covid you know cause right it's from overseas right. but i think uh it's supposed to be ready in the middle of october what are you using for the for the in-ears rack uh, for like the for the, the uh, for the, the mixer yeah it's a Behringer X32. Behringer. Okay, so yeah, we yeah. started with an X32, and it yeah. was it was money. It was, yeah, it was I've heard perfect. they're awesome. I don't. To be completely honest with you, I don't know shit about that. Just, I like, just don't take like, my money and yeah, tell me it works. I, I told my sound. I told like the, the sound guy that we work with. I was like, "Here's what we want. Figure out how much it costs. We'll pay for it." You know, and, and he yeah. did, and he's building it for us. It's working out. It's, a little bit. it's too bad that that whatever happened to the display on it or something yeah. that we haven't been, we haven't even yeah, really been able to use it. it we've we've used it like four or five times maybe not even that yeah and i can't wait till we have it in our possession and one of us at least knows how to hook it all up by ourselves like that's <laughs> takes a long time you gotta have yeah. a you gotta have a sound guy uh, like in your back pocket that will help you out because yeah. that was huge for us having doug johnson yeah. help us out with all that stuff when we decided to make that move well in the beginning it's like you know money kind of is the object you know and like saving money from shows and stuff like because you got to pay like you know for you, you know what a merch order costs you know before and like you're not you're not guaranteed to sell all that shit you know so it's like you're working on upgrading gear constantly constantly paying for you know all kinds of stuff like maintenance stuff you know um you know, like I said, merch, gear, all you know, accessories. Making sure the guys get paid. You exactly. Know? You know, everything. Nah, you in guys between. make money. You guys make <laughs> money playing music. Shit. <laughs> no, yeah. this this what are we, this month I think I'm like six grand in the hole. <laughs> yeah, from from paying all the money, but that that that's like that's a sign of some bands that want to go to the next level. Some bands will hit a point where they go, cool, we made it. Our friends come out and watch us, and we make six hundred bucks as a band, and like this is so great, but. The bands that go, nah, that's not enough. Like, we got to reinvest in ourselves. We got to sell merch. We got to build this website, build these videos. Like, that's when you go to the next level. Yeah. And we it's cool seeing off, you guys doing that. When we started off, we started off so unprepared. Like I said earlier, we had shows booked before we even had a set list. Well, also, we had a sound system that we just randomly decided on. And we had, we are what, was like four or five grand in debt that we hadn't yeah. paid for yet. Yeah. So, Everybody in the band paid, played for free for how long? And they're like, yeah, let's, I don't care if I get paid. We're out, we're finally playing in a full band. This is freaking awesome. So everyone played for free until we had that sound system paid off. And, and then, then we're you're like, like wait, just, we make money? Let's just keep doing this. Let's keep this. doing it. So we'll, we'll pay a little bit, but we'll save a little bit. That's huge. And then it just keeps, ever since then, we keep getting more stuff, which it, you're never. I can tell awesome. you, it's not going to stop. Like, you'll think, oh, I made it. We got all the stuff we need. Yeah. Nope, never no. stops. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's like we Maybe just got to get Maybe the next move the is the video wall. Yeah. yeah. No, How much do we need for that? Key, key point to that is don't buy it yourself. Hire someone who has it. Yeah. That is the key point. No, I'd love Those to are set expensive. that up before every show. I'm yeah, sure that's right. That's the best thing to do. I think one thing that, uh, you know, maybe the, the being younger thing or a little bit younger ha has something, or the, I have something to kind of say for that is like, and, the, and I'm not saying people were are, are, are wrong for this or it was bad of anyone who, who hired our band in the beginning, but I think because I was... 18 when we started and you were 20 you know and it's like hey come play this bar show for four hours and we'll pay you we're like hell yeah you know first bar show but it's like we'll pay you this much for four hours and like looking back on it like we probably could have made a little bit more money and paid a little bit more stuff off and i'm not saying like it was terrible but like 
seeing what people offer now and what people will, and I understand we've also gotten better. You but got it's a like, following too, you know. Right, right. But but even then, and even now, like some people are like, well, we can't do that, we can't do that, and it's like you know, now it's to the point where it's like, well, the, I've I, we've been verified enough on the fact, well, like this person's paying it, and this person's paying That's it, and this person it, exactly. So Sometimes it's like it's you know, strong if you, too. If they go, well, we can't pay it, then you go, okay, then you can't have it. Exactly, and that and that's, that's huge. I dude, I. I'm such a yes man. I have I am too. such that's difficulty. That's why we're the same person, man. I have such difficulty saying like, you know, okay, then you can't have us. But like now seeing like, you have to. like I said, I feel verified for it now because if 10 people can pay it and like the 11th one can't, like that, that's where it comes in, you know? But at the beginning it was like, I feel like everyone was kind of like, oh, we could just kind of, you know, if, if they would usually have a band come in on a Saturday night and pay them X amount of dollars, they'd give us a hundred less and just sweep it under the rug and be like, oh, we always pay our bands this. You know, even though you brought more people and they bought more booze, <laughs> right? They're yeah. younger. They don't They're care. younger. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They're living with mom and dad. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's been great chatting with you guys. I mean, anybody out there that hasn't checked you out, uh, they can find you on what Facebook. Facebook. You got a website. Yeah, we Not website. quite brothers. Type it in. Not quite brothers. Yes, it is. Yeah. Look at that. How did I guess that? I don't know. It's pretty simple. It's amazing. Lucky guess. <laughs> it was like something not related to your band name.com. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yours something weird? Well, Is we have all, we have you can do porktornadoes.com, you can do the porktornadoes.com or party.com. Party.com. But well, it's party but it's party. party you have to spell d o t com yes. and then dot .com. <laughs> party.com.com. Awesome. That's still that's still pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. You don't you don't give that website out to like the older crowd. You give that to the younger crowd. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's like a different homepage for each other. Yeah. One's like, yeah, right. do you want a fucking party? And the other one's like, we're nice young men and we play music. Or tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, add these dudes, check them out. If they're in your town, uh, warning, proper warning, if you're in a classic rock band, like, be prepared to, like, have to up your game. So, like, I almost suggest not going to see them and then you can live in your world where you're like, I'm the best band ever. But if you go see them, like, you might want to because then it'll make you, like, practice again. Because they made us practice. Mason's, Mason's famous for some of Mason's best shows or when there's a good opener. Because he, he subconsciously is like, well, shit, now I got to do better. And it, like... He like ups his game to like I gotta do better, and that's how it was with you guys. So so go check out Not Quite Brothers, Cooper and Sam. Awesome to have you here. Hey, we appreciate it so much, Thank man. You. We are gonna party today at Oktoberfest. We'll okay. see you later. Bye. Bye.